0: Consider tripinsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from tripinsurance.com. Okay, stand by.
1: Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio.
2: Hey, what's up? I'm Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. If this is your first time checking in, well, thank you so much for uh, being here and making us a part of your day. You can hear our back episodes on cruiseradio.net, also iTunes, Stitcher Radio Network, and TuneIn Radio app. Just search Cruise Radio. As we kick off each and every show, it's Stuart Sheeran, the Cruise Guy from CruiseGuy.com. What's up, Stuart? Hey, Doug. How's it going? Good, man. Let's get right to it. A new Royal Caribbean ship coming to Florida. Which one is that?
1: Well, what's what's very exciting is Royal Caribbean announced that Anthem of the Seas, which is the second of the quantum class uh, of ships, will begin, will debut in Southampton. Uh, She'll do a Mediterranean uh, summer, and then she will be uh, moved to her winter spring home port in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So That's really exciting because now the Caribbean is going to be able to get uh, one of the new uh, Quantum class ships.
2: Do you think it will oversaturate the market with Allure and Oasis being down here already?
1: No. Uh, What I think will happen is uh, Oasis and Allure, one of the ships, will move to either Miami Or Port Canaveral. They they won't have all three in the same port.
2: All right, makes sense. And uh, speaking of Royal Caribbean, uh, have they revealed what Broadway show will be on Quantum of the Seas yet?
1: Well, I'm I'm glad you asked, Doug, because uh, they just announced that uh, Quantum of the Seas will have Mama Mia on board the ship, which is just a huge hit. And uh, just will be, I mean, so well received by uh, passengers.
2: And we're both big ABBA fans too, so we'll, exactly. we both in love fact, that we as well. we had a lot of
1: fun on uh, the <laughs> ABBA concert <laughs> we on Davina.
2: Uh, cadavera. Uh Norwegian getaway is coming along quite nicely. How far along is she?
1: Well, she's actually moving along. She, she left the shipyard. She did her, her uh, conveyance up the river Ems in Germany, uh, up to Emshaven in the Netherlands. Uh, she then did some sea trials, moved to Bremerhaven in Germany to be completed. She did about five days at sea, uh, d- doing some more sea trials, and uh, I guess some some routine stuff that they're doing right now is uh, she is currently in Rotterdam in dry dock, uh, I guess, uh, as resulting from the um, from sea trials. So I guess they're making some adjustments, and then she'll head back to uh, Bremerhaven, where uh, they will uh, finish the ship, and the reason they can't finish it at the shipyard is there's a weight issue. So mm-hmm. that in order to get the ships up the river um, from Germany up up to the North Sea, they they can't you know they they they'd hit the the bottom there because it's it's yeah. pretty shallow. So um, they they have to finish the ship uh, you know load all the passenger stuff you know maybe the bedding and, and the completion of the ships. Um, in uh, in either Germany or in, in the Netherlands, so no,
2: wasn't um, she supposed to come to Miami like in the spring? But she's actually coming in February now.
1: Well, um, no, getaway was uh, supposed to come right over from the shipyard after they were t- essentially taking delivery. Mm-hmm. But uh, what what's happened now is the ship was chartered, and so she is going to be uh, like a Bud Light hotel that um, so that the essentially Bud Anheuser Busch chartered the ship. And they're using it uh, for their own purposes. So, you know, maybe they're going to do some things for their corporate clients. So instead of getting into a hotel, they got themselves a brand spanking new ship there, um, you know, up there in uh, Midtown New York. And uh, they'll use that for Super Bowl activities. And then the ship will then uh, relocate to Miami, where she'll begin uh, her for- inaugural sailings uh, February 8th.
2: Very cool. Celebrity Cruises recently revamped their loyalty program. Uh, what did they do, and how far of a departure is this from other cruise line loyalty programs?
1: Well, what they really kind of did was uh, they they tweaked it with some new features while adding in some other features from other cruise lines. Um, several cruise lines are playing with, let's say, free uh, or you know, free internet uh, time. Um, so you know, their celebrity will have you know, certain options that, uh, you know, their passengers will be able to have. So, you know, they're going to have, you know, two new uh, tiers to their program. The Elite Plus will have, um, you know, they'll have uh, beverage and specialty uh, dining discounts, uh, free cappuccinos, lattes, 200 internet minutes. Hmm. And then the Zenith category, uh, they'll have special access to their concierge lounge called Michael's Club, Mm -hmm. uh, which is supposed to be uh, fleet-wide in 2014. Um they'll also have some laundry services, a sixteen hundred minute internet package and uh premium alcoholic uh, beverage packages so i mean they're they're trying to make it more advantageous plus uh they you know not only are they giving you credit for the sailing but they're also going to give you um additional credits for the days spent on the ship so it, so it seems, seems like wa- the
2: more the more money you spend the more uh the more benefits you'll get
1: correct, and okay. the more time you spend on the ship gotcha. Uh, you know, the longer the sailings you'll get, but you'll be able to achieve these higher thresholds faster.
2: Very cool. Rhapsody of the Seas is not returning to Alaska in 2015. Any word on a replacement?
1: Well Doug, uh, she is not uh, going to be uh, going to Alaska as you said. There is no word at this point w- which Royal Caribbean ship is going to replace Rhapsody which for many years has been doing the seven night uh, Alaska sailings out of Seattle. Um, Rhapsody instead, uh, you know, after her um, Southeast Asia and Australia itinerary, will uh, relocate to Istanbul right. uh, for some European uh, uh, sailings uh, in 2015 instead.
2: MSC Davina is now in Miami year-round. A uh, very nice ship. We were just on it last week. How does pricing look for it for the winter season?
1: Well, Doug, I'll, I'll tell you, she's pricing a little higher than some of the other lines. Uh, you know, and for a ship that is larger and carries more passengers than a lot of these cruise lines. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's got starting pricing at five ninety nine, dollars uh, and, you know, when you have a ship that had zero awareness and last year they were sailing out of Fort Lauderdale with a much smaller ship, um, I mean, I, I think they're doing pretty well.
2: And kids sail free on uh, MSC Cruises, right?
1: They, they do, but mm-hmm. the, the one thing I would point out, Doug, is that while kids 11 and under do sail free when traveling in the same cabin as two adults. It is important to keep in mind that they don't have as many cabins that can accommodate three or four passengers. Uh, so gotcha. if it is a, it is an op, if if it is a a an op opportunity that you want to take advantage of, it, it is best to book as uh, soon as possible and of course be flexible with your uh, your 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 sailing dates.
2: So first come first serve basically. Exactly. Gotcha. Uh, we're going to see some minor tweaks on Princess Cruises' upcoming Regal Princess as well as Royal Princess when it does its first dry dock. Uh, what are we going to see?
1: Well, uh, what they um, announced that they're going to do is uh, based on passenger feedback. Remember, this ship uh, debuted in June. Uh, not too many people at the early part noticed that uh, there was no aft pool. It had a very big deck in the back. Mm-hmm. But uh, what, what they did determine was that, uh, you know, from passengers, especially in the Caribbean, that they need a pool back there. Right. So they're going to be adding a, an aft pool to Regal Princess, and they're also going to make the promenade deck. Um, I don't know if uh, Gopher had something to do with this, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, for a princess ship not to have a promenade deck, please... Um, right. So they're going to they're going to make the promenade deck go all the way around the ship to make the adjustments to uh, piece of some of the uh, passenger feedback that they've had.
2: Yeah. Earlier this year, you were talking about them possibly putting in a new staircase midship because there's a uh, well, it gets quite congested there. But now that's kind of changed as well.
1: Well, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because we did talk about it because that apparently was uh, a red hot issue that, uh, you know, you, in order to go up and down the stairs, uh, you'd have to go all the way forward or all the way back. And you know, with regal, um, with Royal Princess being 141,000 tons, it's it's a large ship. And uh, what they've decided to do was focus on optimizing the performance of the elevators there instead, which uh, they think will um, get a lot of the complaints to uh, to be reduced. Hmm.
2: That's that's so, uh, of, that's so quite then, interesting.
1: Yeah, and then so this way, the changes for the pool and the promenade deck Will be uh, implemented on Royal Princess later on. Thanks, Stuart. Hi,
0: buddy. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now tripinsurance.com. We always
2: love hearing about your past or present cruises here on Cruise Radio. So if you would like to share one with us, simply email comments at cruiseradio.net and we'll line up to uh, get you on the air here. Our next guest I linked up with uh, her and her husband before they sailed on Princess Cruises' inaugural Caribbean sailing of Royal Princess Kristen Ladwig, welcome to Cruise Radio.
3: Hello again, thrilled as always to yeah. be back.
2: I guess I should say that you're from Saint Louis too, so um,
3: How's okay, the weather yeah. in Saint
2: Louis? Has it snowed yet?
3: No, not yet.
2: Okay, so we're still we have our fingers crossed with that I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> your first time seeing royal princes. My first question normally is uh, what was your first impressions? But I'm going to uh, take it back a step because you spent a couple of extra days uh, prior to the cruise in Fort Lauderdale. So your first impressions were actually on the outside. What'd you think of it?
3: It was spectacular. It just blew my mind away. I mean, it was the the ship size um, was amazing to see. We actually we actually went to view the ship um, from the 17th Street Bridge on the Sunday mm-hmm. um, before our cruise um, when. She had arrived from her transatlantic voyage and had not yet left on the media preview cruise, which, of course, you were on. Right. And she was berthed at, uh, at Terminal 2, um, with, which is absolutely the perfect terminal for viewing from the 17th Street Bridge in Fort Lauderdale. So we were able to, to see her for the first time from an external point of view. Wow, just look, looked amazing.
2: So you were on the maiden Caribbean cruise, which was a five night sailing. And once you actually boarded the ship, what was your first impressions of Royal Princess?
3: I'll go back to using my word again for the, to describe the ship. <laughs> just spectacular. We when you when we boarded the ship, uh, we embarked onto one of the decks in the piazza, mm-hmm. and that was something that I was expecting to be just blown away by from what I had seen in the photos, and it it didn't disappoint. It's just absolutely breathtaking. The the the, the wide open spaces, everything just glistening. This was definitely this is the newest ship, um, age wise we had ever sailed on. Previously, the newest ship we'd ever been on was about two years old. Yeah, so it's a, it almost had that new ship smell if you want to call yeah. it that. But everything just gleamed and glistened. Uh, it was it took your breath away when you got into the piazza.
2: And kind of paint a picture of the piazza and and what it looks like and uh you know be an artist.
3: <laughs> well, it's it's certainly the largest. Atrium, I guess it would be the the word you would describe that area of the ship, the largest atrium that princess has mm-hmm. so you 're from from the from the from the, the main the bottom floor, the atrium goes up uh, prob, i guess maybe four at least four decks right. um, and there 's beautiful. Circular staircases uh, that go down uh, from from each of the decks with uh, very beautiful lighting. Makes a great backdrop, by the way, for formal night photos, if, nice. uh, if that's the kind of thing that you're into. Um, and then many of the, of the ship amenities, especially some of the new ones that are unique to, to Royal, are all clustered around the various decks in the piazzas. So you have various bars and restaurants. Um, facing facing inwards towards the piazza, so there's it's if if you're into people watching, that's definitely a great place on the ship uh, to do that. Um, there's usually different kinds of entertainment uh, going on um, down on the on the main floor, and then like I said, lots of tempting uh, Food and beverage de- venues uh, to, to ring the, the outskirts of the uh, piazza,
2: so once you boarded the ship, you went to your cabin. What kind of cabin did you have, and what were your first impressions of it?
3: Well, we ended up with a mini suite, which is not actually the original cabin that we booked Fancy. we actually had we actually had wanted to book the new, uh, the new class of cabin that 's unique to Royal, which mm-hmm. is called the uh, the deluxe balcony it 's the the, the middle ground between a balcony and a mini-suite. Um, so we had wanted to try that out, uh, that kind of cabin out, and we had never sailed in an aft cabin before, so we had booked an aft deluxe balcony. However, the balcony that we had booked was one of the ones that was next to the suites, and during construction they determined apparently that the suites in the back weren't quite big enough. So they made a change in construction and got rid of uh, the cabins that were immediately adjacent to the suites. Uh, wow. on the aft and so as a result um all of us who had uh, lost our cabins then got moved to different cabins we ended up getting upgraded and so we were and we were in a mini suite nice. that was two decks down from underneath the seawalk so we were on the riviera deck and um the seawalk Obviously, as, as you as you know, and probably many of your your listeners know is the is the new feature on on Royal that's basically a glass, an open glass floor deck looking down to the uh, to the ocean. It goes um, out
2: twenty eight feet over the side of the ship, looking down right, like you're walking on plexiglass right. almost.
3: Exactly, exactly. And so it has a, it has it has a curvature to it. And so the cabins then that are that face towards the seawalk also have this curvature to them. And so if you end up, in one of the cabins that's basically right out to the to the farthest point of the curve you end up with an angled balcony not not a not a straight straight across balcony so as a result you got a lot more balcony space if you're in one of those cabins so we were able to um enjoy having our know our chairs with our footstools completely pushed out still we had room to walk around plenty of room for the table so I know there's been some concerns about the size of the balconies on the ship. If, mm-hmm. if that's a concern that you have, then um, you know I, I recommend trying to get one of these. What I call, I said, I call it a point cabin. It's these, and it's on either side of the ship, either on the seawalk side of the ship or on the opposite side of the ship where there's the sea view bar. Either one has that same kind of curvature. To the to the balconies, and so you could end up with a, a larger size balcony than normal.
2: What was the difference between uh, your uh, mini suite and my balcony cabin? Uh,
3: so the mini suite has a separate uh, living area um, that than, than the, the regular balcony cabin. So in terms of furniture, um, when you walked into our cabin, obviously to, as soon as you walked into your to uh, you had the, the, the bathroom area and the closets, et cetera, and then you walked past and you got to the bedroom area, then after that, there's a curtain that, so if you, if one person wanted to go to bed and one person wanted to stay and watch TV, you could draw this curtain in between as a divider in the room to be able to have a little privacy there, and so on the other side of where that curtain comes through, there was a full-size sofa, um, a very large um, oval-shaped coffee table and another flat-screen TV. So the cabin had two of uh, the large flat-screen TVs, one, one uh, facing the, the bed and then the other facing the sofa.
2: Nice. Very cool. Uh, what about the food on there?
3: If you're a foodie, you want to be on Royal Princess.
2: Yeah, um, I agree.
3: <laughs> the, uh, that was really uh, one of the, 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 the key things we wanted to do with this cruise. Booking this cruise wasn't so much for the itinerary. It was for being on the ship. And our goal was to try to maximize our time spent on features and dining and things that were unique to royal, that weren't on the other princess ships. Not that we don't enjoy some of those other things, but mm-hmm. we only had five days. So you had to prioritize. So definitely trying all of the different food options that were unique to royal was was key. Um, there's There's no question from let's start with the buffet that the new the new layout, and the new choices in the Horizon Court absolutely blow away anything on any of the other Princess ships. And nice. I will greatly miss the Horizon Court <laughs> when I when I go to sail on a on a on another uh, another another ship from Princess. Just the layout
2: is just amazing. It's almost like it's one of the nicest for me, and now people may argue, but it's one of the nicest um Lido deck dining areas at sea to me.
3: I agree. Now obviously yeah. you've you've gone on a lot more cruise lines than I have, but uh you know, I'll I'll compare it to uh, to the the buffet area on the Celebrity Solstice class ships, yeah. which up until this point had been my favorite in right. terms of 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 layout and the variety of food options. Definitely, definitely top notch. Um, but the Horizon Court, what they what they've done, um, providing not only the way they've laid out the different food stations, but as well as all of the seating options that you have available to you, and the and the and the dedicated pastry shop it's really it really makes for a well thought out layout it was it was quite congested on embarkation day still but that's kind of natural because i think as soon as people get on the ship the first thing they go you know race for is the buffet so i don't think any design could prevent you know that kind of congestion on embarkation day lunchtime but that aside otherwise you didn't have the kind of congestion uh, that you that you typically see with the Horizon Court on on the other Princess ships, and the variety of food options was fantastic.
2: Yeah, they were, it was all over the map. Uh, so how about the main? We'll get to specialty restaurants in a couple of minutes. But did you eat at the main dining room at all?
3: So the the big question I had on on for this cruise is, am I even going to set foot in the main dining room right. with all of the, the all of the new casual dining options? That are available on Royal. I really, I really wasn't even sure I was going to set foot in the main dining room. Well, as it turned out, we did one night, and that was formal night. Okay. Um, and so we did. Um, we were anytime dining um, for uh, for the dining room, and we ate probably on the on the early side. So we were able to go down about six thirty. On formal night, no wait for a table, not a problem, and uh, had a had a delicious meal. I, I had the fettuccine alfredo, which is one of Princess's specialties, as an appetizer, mm-hmm. and then I had the uh, the goat cheese and apple soup, which was delicious. And then of course, formal night, you got to do the lobster tail and the king prawns. Of course. Um, and then uh, for dessert, one another another one of my favorites, uh, Princess does. Fantastic souffles, and so on formal night it was the milky chocolate hazelnut souffle. Ah, oh, that was to die for. Nice. So it was a, it was a, it was a splendid meal. So sounds like I'm it. I'm sure other nights in the dining room would have been nice as well, but there was just so much other stuff to try. Well, so, yeah, get... we only made it one time for dinner in the dining room.
2: And let's get to those other restaurants you went to. Uh, what restaurants were they? And when you tell us them, tell us if there was a surcharge or not.
3: We had decided that we weren't going to go to either Crown Grill or Sabatini's mm-hmm. uh, because those are offered on other of uh, Princess's ships. We've been to them before, enjoyed them very much, but, again, wasn't the focus for this uh, for this trip. So... What we did do is uh, a couple a couple nights of the cruise, they take an area of the horizon court slash Bistro and they convert it into um, uh, for that night uh, a specialty with surcharge restaurant. Okay. So one of the nights, one of the nights they offer fondue. Now we did not try that. Um, that was actually on Halloween night. They did the fondue. But what we did try was what they call the crab shack. Think of like a seafood Louisiana southern crawfish kind of uh, boil. That kind of a that kind of a, an environment and a menu. So we started with an appetizer of popcorn shrimp and hush puppies. And when they say popcorn shrimp, that's a little misleading. The popcorn shrimp were rather jumbo, so that was uh, kind of a, kind of fun. Um, uh, soup choice, um, I had the uh, Manhattan clam chowder, uh, which Yum. was excellent. And then for my entree, I opted to do uh, the peel-and-eat shrimp, which was served, uh, served in a bucket with the, the typical corn and potatoes, um, all seasoned um, with kind of the Old Bay seasoning. Um style. and Scott got the uh, the mud bug boil, so crawfish um, and all the accoutrements that you usually get with a crawfish boil. And then they had a dessert cart with some options from the pastry shop that you could choose um, for desserts. So um, so that offering, I think fondues is the same price as Crab Shack, um, it's $20 a person as the surcharge, and uh, believe me, you will not walk away hungry from that.
2: Give me one more of your favorite specialty restaurants on there.
3: One other specialty restaurant that, that has, a, has a charge to it uh, is the Ocean Terrace Seafood Bar. Mm-hmm. Again, that's one of the venues that's actually on the piazza. I'm seeing a so, seafood trend here. Mm-hmm, yes, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, just I making sure. Seafood, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly, yes, indeed. Um, so they have a variety of different... Um, different uh, seafood options. And what I had that I would highly recommend was the chili and lime crab margarita. So it's served in a margarita glass and it was stuffed full of large pieces of delicious crab meat. Six bucks, totally worth it. Oh, we didn't We didn't get to the seafood bar until the very last day of the cruise. Big mistake because I would have gotten another one of those if I'd known how awesome it was. Um, and lastly, first of Um, specialty dining, but it doesn't carry a surcharge, so totally the best value, if you want to think of it that way, on the ship, is Alfredo's, Mm -hmm. which is the pizza place and uh, the the veal beef pasta pockets. I won't even attempt to pronounce the Italian Mm -hmm. name on those or divine. You have to get that if you if you go to Alfredos.
2: And what did you think of the entertainment on board?
3: We only made it to one of the production shows. Um, again, just ran out of time to try mm-hmm. everything on only a 5-night cruise. The production shows, wow. I mean, they obviously have a, a lot of technology to work with, a, a larger, I think a larger stage area than than other princess ships so the the show was fantastic wonderful wonderful costumes very entertaining totally first class um the other entertainment that we did is we were fortunate enough to have on board the 2011 princess entertainer of the year uh comedian carlos oscar okay and uh, we we managed to uh to go to one of his shows um he was very he was very funny i can see why he won he won the entertainer of the year award from princess um he was very he was very funny and then, of course, entertainment, you have to keep in mind, we sailed actually over Halloween. So the people on board the ship dressing up in costumes was a form of entertainment all of a sudden. <laughs> we've, never, we've never sailed uh, over Halloween. Uh, wasn't exactly sure what to expect. Um, yes, people definitely dress up and get into, get into to the, full, the full costumes. And uh, so they, they took the Piazza area and had started about eleven o'clock the official Halloween party, and it was just absolutely packed with people. Well, it was quite quite fun.
2: <laughs> I'm just glad you finally got to sail because uh, I, I remember. Uh, didn't you book this cruise like six hundred days to go or something like that?
3: Uh, actually, was I think it was 509 days. We yeah. have never booked a cruise that far out. So, yes, <laughs> the anticipation was, uh, was built up for a very long time for this.
2: God bless you. Kristen Ladwig from St. Louis, Missouri. Always good talking to you, my dear. Thank you so much for uh, spending some time with me tonight on Cruise Radio. Always my pleasure, Doug. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Cruise Radio. You can catch more episodes, cruise news, reviews, and links to our past guests at Radio cruiseradio.net, or just search Cruise Radio in iTunes. From the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Doug Parker, and this is Cruise Radio.
1: Cruise Radio is recorded weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Download the Cruise Radio app, hear Cruise Radio on TuneIn Radio, the Stitcher Radio Network, iTunes, CruiseAddicts.com, and on our website at cruiseradio.net. For advertising opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.